you're listening to the sounds of a uh, smooth jazz on on Darvon ninety-nine on Roar seven fourteen. You're not listening to that. You know what you're listening to. You're listening to Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. That's what you're listening to. If you're on YouTube, you're watching YouTube Live. YouTube Live. And if you're on Facebook, you're about to um Let's see, what's on your, what's on your mind? Uh, you're about to see me on Facebook Live. And um, um, we just don't have this part quite down. Start the live video. Start the live video. And away, and away we go. All right, here we are. All three, all three of the portals that we reach out to the universe are now accessed. ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, YouTube, Comedy Schools Channel, or ComedySchools.com. Either way, you'll find it. And hello, my little friends, Facebook Live. It is 2 p.m. on Sunday, May 31st, 2020, a year uh, that we ain't going to forget. We just ain't going to forget this one right here. Um, <clears throat> either that or we're going to forget it completely. Either we'll never forget this year or we'll just, when it's over, go, yeah, you know what, uh, we're, that's our, that year was our mulligan. Uh, it is Sunday afternoon. Uh, I come to you live from the greater Phoenix area. I hope you're doing well wherever you are. The name of the show is Living on a Thin Line. It is your daily diversion from all the anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the outside world. Hello to you, Lauren Molliver. Hello, Tina and Mike Lawson. Uh, I got a great show for you today. I always think they're great shows. Uh, some of them might have just been rotten. Some of them just might have been lousy. I have no idea. Uh, but I have a great one for you today, I think. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, okay, for those of you watching for the first time, okay, let me tell you how the show works. Uh, it's based on uh, three things. One, two, three. We're on three portals, and the show is based on three things. Live interaction with you, either based radio, through the internet-based radio station, through YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, or on Facebook Live. Uh, I can see uh, things that you pop up, things, uh, questions and comments. And I will interact with you there. I will interact with you there. It's based on that. Also showing you some weird trinklet, trinklet, trinket, or a uh, uh, memento, or piece of memorabilia, or something autographed that I have laying around here in the home office. The home office. Uh, something I have laid around here that maybe I could tell a little story behind. Jim Perry. Jim Perry is on right now. And we just want to say hi to Jim Perry and say that... Um, uh, there's already a couple funny people watching, um, but Jim Perry, you're one of the funniest damn comics in the greater Phoenix area. I'm glad I'm your friend. I'm glad I got to know you, and we're going to do a lot of fun things together in the future. You always got a place at my table. Uh, I, I don't know why you'd want to sit at my table. You have a nice table at your own house. Um, maybe if you want to call me from your table, and I'll call you from my table, and we'll, uh, we'll table up. Let's table up, Jim Perry. It's good to uh, see you here. Paul Whitney, of course, is watching. Um, anyway, it's based on three things. I show you something from around here. And then um, I recommend two uh, musical artists are songs based on my vast vinyl album collection. And baby, it is vast. It is so big. And now it's like a wreck all around here because uh, we're trying to keep separate the albums we've already recommended. And that stack is almost getting, uh, it's well past knee high. And uh, still uh, keep out uh, uh, albums that we have not recommended yet. And we take some time going through the collection every day going, what would we like to recommend today? We're just not grand grabbing them randomly. 
Um, I guess I got to mention, uh, while we're here, I got to mention um, some of the uh, goings on in the outside world. And uh, the first thing is, is that most of us are not participating in the bad part. Most of us are not participating in the bad part, except on social media. Um, most of us are doing the best we can to be a, uh, a real plus on the planet right now. Okay? Some aren't. Uh, and I certainly understand all the anger and rage uh, that's going on right now. I understand the anger and the rage that even becomes compounded with the uh, coronavirus situation where we're quarantined, we're not quarantined. People can eat in a restaurant in this state, but they can't leave their house in that state. And uh, for a group of human beings, and I'm talking about Americans, who uh, people say, what is, the, uh, what is the one overall, what is the one overall way you would describe uh, Americans? And, uh, and I mean this in a positive way. We are restless, whether we're Democrats or Republicans or young or old or conservative or liberal or like uh, uh, gangster rap or country music, uh, whether we live in the desert or the city, we've got a restless spirit. We have a restless spirit, and we're always questing. Americans are a questing people. We just are. We're always driving to something, all right? No, things generally aren't good enough for us. We always want them to be a little bit better. So the situation that we're in right now, you know, it's just so ironic and so sad that just as they're lifting the uh, quarantine in some cities, uh, they now have a curfew because of uh, the people who are burning and looting. I, um, I certainly believe in the right to protest. And, I, um, and by the way, I honor those that are out protesting. I believe that the, uh, the man who uh, put his knee on that man's neck, I'm not going to call him a police officer. He's not a police officer anymore. Matter of fact, the minute he put his knee on that man's neck and left it there, as long as he did, he stopped being a police officer. He left that good, great fraternal order of human beings who everyone that I've ever known who's ever decided to be a police officer, and I've known a lot of people before and after, before they were police and after, every one of them went in with good intentions. Every one of them went in going, I, you know, I think maybe I could help people. You know, and I need a steady job and I want to help people and this looks like a way that I can do it. Okay, and I've known a lot of them. E and I've known EMTs and paramedics and and uh, uh, military people, and all of them always join into these things. And if you talk to them, they go, I don't know, I, I think maybe I could help. That's who your police officers are, people who think they want to help. That's who the hell they are. Now, time changes some people, and events change some people, and that gentleman who put his knee on that man's neck, he ceased to be a police officer the minute he did that. The minute they drug that half-conscious guy from a sitting position over on the sidewalk, over uh, to the side of that car and put him on the ground and he put his knee on his neck, he stopped being a cop. And I understand the anger and frustration. What I don't like, because I told you what I like, now I'll tell you what I don't like, is uh, yesterday evening I turned on my television and I saw that there were protests in the Fairfax district of Los Angeles. Now, if you don't know the Fairfax, Fairfax district of Los Angeles, I do. And I know it well. And I love the Fairfax district. Uh, a couple things about it. It is and has been for quite some time a predominantly Jewish area. That's not why I love it. People's religion, ethnicity have nothing to play with me. But uh, it is a great, vibrant, cultural mix of the old and the new of uh, many different ethnicities and cultures. 
uh, one of the great restaurants in Los Angeles, Cantor's. Cantor's, uh, a restaurant where so many great ideas had brought, been brought to fruition by artists everywhere. A great hangout place, a place where I, uh, uh, a place where, not only is it a good place to hang out, it's a great place to get over your hangover. One morning while I was in there eating breakfast to get over my hangover or an afternoon, I saw Bob Dylan there. I love that place. It's also near the Farmer's Market in Los Angeles, which is, one of, is an old art farmer's market that is just a wonderful place to visit. So many different restaurants and food. And right next to the Grove, one of the hip, slick, and cool outdoor malls that they built about 10, 15 years ago that uh, so many of us love to go to. Because even if you don't have money, you can just wander around and you feel good about yourself. They burnt and looted in that area. And that was painful to me. And it was painful to me for another thing is that one of the memories I'll always have of this particular uh, moment in our history and time is that uh, normally I'm back in Los Angeles a lot on a regular basis. I'm back there one, two, three, four times a, a month. I'm back to Los Angeles on business and I visit family and friends. The last time I was there, I have not been able to go back and visit a city that I love. And the last time I was there was the end of February, beginning of March. And I told my wife, I go, I don't know what's going on with all this. It looks pretty strange. I don't know when I'll be able to get back to Los Angeles again to see my brother and my daughter uh, and to take care of a couple of things I got to take care of back there. Uh, I'm going to go back now. And she said, okay. Okay. And I visited with them. And one of the last places I visited in Los Angeles was the farmer's market. My daughter and I at the farmer's market walking from her residence in that great vast neighborhood We'd go into, they're almost like Sunday morning hikes for her and I. When I'm in town, I go over to her house and we go on this walk. And we walked all the way up to Farmer's Market and we watched a Clippers game on television at an outdoor uh, restaurant. Uh, and you can tell I'm a Clippers fan. I got the head on. And, um, and I actually drove back that night. That morning, I was at the Farmer's Market. And it turned on my television sometime last night. And so you see that they were burning and looting in that area. In an area that is populated by a group of people who historically have seen their neighborhoods burnt and looted throughout the, throughout the history of mankind, that just broke my heart a little. And also to hear that uh, in here in, uh, in, in uh, the greater Phoenix area, of course, they're downtown tearing shit up, but uh, that they uh, looted Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall. Now, Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall carries a certain, like, kind of like Valley Girl stuff. But I always liked that mall. I have a lot of history at that mall. I used to eat lunch there every day, have friends who worked there for years and supported their families working there, and was with a company one time, and we had a kiosk there. <coughs> so I like Fashion Square Mall. And I don't know what's achieved by burning and looting Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall and the Fairfax District in Los Angeles. What is achieved is nothing. Nothing. I understand sometimes a protest gets out of hand. I get that. I've been in them. I've been in things that get out of hand. But the people who are purposely burning and looting just for the, and when you burn and loot, you're only doing it for one purpose. It is the burn and loot. The people that are doing that, I don't stand with you. Okay? All right? We still have to live in these cities. We still have to live in these towns. And when it's all over, we're going to have to go back and walk amongst one another in those places. Okay, take to the streets. Let your voice be heard. Let your broken heart be seen. But don't go burning down shit I like, okay? All right. Okay, I, uh, normally I don't do that sort of thing on the show, but I did it today. I did it now. Um, 
And remember this, okay? Uh, oh, I want to tell you about something, and it'll tie you into this. If you go into my Facebook page, you'll see a uh, you'll see uh, a post from uh, oldguystalktome.com. And that's my friend Oris the K-Man has a podcast that uh, really deals a lot with the health issues and the lifestyle of men over 50. And he does a lot of great interviews. Oris uh, lives in Las Vegas now. Uh, he interviewed me. We had a great interview. We had a great time. He is a good friend. We could be not more divergent in our political opinions, Oris and I. Not more divergent. You want to talk about polar opposites? You want to talk about Arctic Circle, Antarctica? That's Oris and I. But we have a friendship. We have a kinship. Okay? He asked me if I'd be on his podcast to talk about comedy, and we did. And it's a great, it's a great interview. I, I don't know if it's a great interview. It's 45 minutes of me talking. Maybe that's not so great. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, it's there if you want to listen to it. And please support that podcast, especially if you're like uh, an adult male. He has a lot of cool information for people up there about that. All right, let's get to the trink- trinkets, knickknacks, and all that kind of stuff. Let's, uh, let's get this goofy. Here's got, I got something to show you. And I don't know what it is. But I've had it here for a while. I kind of know what it is. Okay? I showed it to you on Facebook Live. I'm showing it to you on YouTube. I'm showing it to you on Facebook Live. I'm showing it to you on YouTube. So what is it? It is, to the best of my knowledge... And it's one of those things, you ever find things around your house and go, what, what the hell is this? And as long as it's not rotting food or, you know, or a creature, going, what the hell is this? Uh, then it's, uh, it's kind of fun to figure out. This is a gold-plated baseball card. Gold-plated. And on it is the Bambino. Babe Ruth, still considered one of the greatest, or not greatest, baseball players of all time. Picture him in his classic, I just hit another home run pose when he played for the New York Yankees. And we see on the back stats, his whole Major League Baseball record. Yes, it is a gold-plated baseball card. I don't know where I got it. I think that it's pretty much just worth what a trinket's worth. But it's still kind of special because it is a baseball card. When I was a little kid, I collected baseball cards, and I loved them. Oh, God, did I love collecting baseball cards. I don't have any of them anymore, nor do I have my comic book collection or my Playboy magazine collection. Uh, Those all get thrown out by girlfriends and mothers, and eventually they throw out your baseball. Well, you know, they were just gathering dust down in the basement, and they mean well, you know, and I think it's also sometimes their way of saying, wow, uh, you left, and you don't come around and visit us enough, or you left, and you left me alone, and just left your stuff, and the only way I'm going to heal is if it's out. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't have any baseball cards anymore, but I do have Babe Ruth <coughs> gold plated. So uh, I'm going to try to find out more about this since I own it and find out uh, how I got it. I must have gotten it through um, something I bought, some stamp collection. I collect stamps. There, I said it. I've outed myself. I'm a stamp collector. We do this long enough. If this goes on for a long time and I'm still doing this show because I'm doing this show till this is over. Uh, you guys will see my stamp collection. And won't that be exciting? Won't that be exciting? Oh, you know what was weird? Is this thing stuck? And I got people chiming in. Darn, sorry, let me get caught up here with you guys. I was yammering and stammering. Uh, there's Champ de Blasio. There's Lee Cummings. There's Kevin Maxwell. There's Virgie Frank. There's Daniel Wayne. Uh, here's Robert Morgan. Charlie Kimmel. Uh, Jim Lacey. Yo, Tony, dropping in for a quick hello. Wish you another terrific show which I know will be rock on, buddy. Thank you. All right. Uh, Lee Cummins said fancy. Are you talking about my hat? You're talking about my hat? All right. So let's get to the music that I'm going to um, 
Hey, a couple things. I'm going to get to, uh, I got some great albums picked out today to recommend uh, that you listen to uh, these artists. By the way, you want to know something that would be uh, smart for you to do? I'm going to try to tell you what to do to be smart. I ain't like that. What might be smart, uh, what might be fun, is uh, right after the show when I recommend something that you YouTube it right away so that you don't forget. Because I might show you an album or talk about an artist and you go, yeah, I'd like to listen to that. I'm going to YouTube that. And then you don't. Meredith Marie Brooke wants, wants to know what my favorite stamp is. Uh, tramp. <laughs> a tramp stamp. Nah, I, I don't know, Meredith. I don't have a favorite stamp. I got a bunch. I got a bunch. Yes, Meredith, I'm going to make you wait for stamps. We haven't even gotten through the albums or CDs or anything or uh, a lot of other stuff. But uh, we will get to a, uh, a stamp collection phase of this show. And I've got some pretty cool ones. I've got some pretty cool ones. Uh, I'm not like, you know, I'm not hardcore about it. Uh, but whenever I go and buy stamps, I still buy stamps. And I say, what commemoratives have you got? And they'll, they'll tell me. And, and if I got the money, that's when I know that I'm kind of feeling, this is weird. This is when I kind of know I'm feeling financially secure a little bit. And got a little weight off, a little stress off. When I go, you know what? I could buy just uh, a book of stamps that I'm not going to use to mail anything with. So uh, I got quite a collection. One time I showed it to my little grandson. And he was like 40. Ah, stickers. And he wanted to take them and <coughs> use them as stickers. And I had to stop that. I had to stop that. Uh, okay. Or maybe I didn't have to stop it. I don't know. Are you ready for the... Oh, I forgot. I forgot the shameless plugs. Uh, yes, you did, Meredith. You walked right into that. Uh, I forgot the shameless plugs. Tonight, 7 p.m., everybody on here, you have no excuse, my friends. You have no excuse. Okay? Um... Tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I got a great show for you. Um, Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier with Christopher Royer. Okay, with the magic of Zoom, right to the comfort of your living room, I bring you some of the best stand-ups in the red-hot local Phoenix. I've always thought that so many of these uh, 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 men and women, boys and girls, who uh, apply their trade as comics in this local Phoenix comedy scene were some of the best I've ever seen. You know, and I toured this country nonstop for 15 years. I lived uh, walking distance from the Laugh Factory. I hung out at the comedy store. I uh, was a regular uh, uh, at the uh, Melrose Improv, and I've seen everybody, and I've seen everything. And I've always thought that so many of these people, young and old alike, who were in the local Phoenix comedy scene were some of the best I've ever seen, but they never get that wide uh, uh, view, you know? And the problem with Phoenix is such a great place to live, and it truly is. Uh, I love living in L.A. I love living in St. Louis. I love my time in Oklahoma City, but Phoenix is a great place to live that uh, they don't leave. Damn it. Okay, and, uh, and therefore they don't get seen enough. But now, now with this new, uh, not new technology, but new to us, uh, technology, Zoom, I can bring you the funniest comics that I think are going to be, or already are, the funniest comics in the nation Write to you for only 10 bucks. So go to ComedySchools.com, ComedySchools.com, click Get Tickets, and buy a ticket for tonight's show. You'll be doing three things when you buy that ticket. A, you'll be buying yourself a ticket to a really fun evening of entertainment. B, you'll be helping pay comics, and that's how we're going to keep this economy going. It's finding ways to pay each other. And C, you are donating to a local food bank in my area, uh, primarily uh, Maricopa Food Pantry, where we donate portions of our proceeds 
to help them uh, feed people who are uh, uh, having a little bit of a tough time. You'll be entertained, you'll be employing, and you'll be donating all for 10 bucks. So just do it now. Buy a ticket for the show. If you're not going to watch it, send it to someone else. It's only 10 bucks. You have a great time. These Zoom shows are going to be the next big thing. And as we continue to improve the technology, the uh, presentation, they're going, to be, uh, they're going to be the way to see breaking new stand-up comics. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 That was the shameless plug. Oh, also, if you ever thought about doing a comedy class, you can still join my beginning class. We got one that is on Thursday nights. Go to ComedySchools.com. ComedySchools.com. Uh, and there you can find my email and my phone number. And call and talk to me if you want, or just click register and pay, and uh, you'll be joining us this Thursday for uh, uh, something that's where we laugh and we learn. Okay. I want to get to the music. So this first thing, okay, kind of cool. Matter of fact, very cool. All right, so here's the album cover. Good artwork. Look at that. It's got a nice texture to it. It opens... It opens to show us two great artists of the 70s. There you go, YouTubers. You see it. Two great artists of the 70s. We're actually, with this album, killing two birds with one stone, in a sense. This is Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. Now, Donny, uh, Roberta Flack will always have a special place in my heart because of her song, Killing Me Softly, with his song. Which, ah, uh, that song... Does it for me. That is such a stunning song. Uh, remade in the 80s by the uh, Fugies. Uh, and a pretty good remake. But then you go back and listen to Roberta's original version. And you go, oh, man. And I used to know who she was supposedly singing about. Um, I don't know. Sure, could you, could you just Google that real quick? Uh, who was Roberta Flack singing about and Killing Me Softly? You know this song. Strumming my face with his fingers. Singing my life with his words. I'm a terrible singer, but uh, I do love singers, and I do love uh, great songs. Now, this album, what came out after Killing Me Softly, and it is uh, Roberta and Donnie together, and they're doing some classics on this album, I Who Have Nothing. Uh, they do Carol King's You Got a Friend. Uh, they do uh, You Lost That Love and Feeling, which, of course, the definitive version of that is The Righteous Brothers. Uh, they do, for all we know, another Tin Pan Alley uh, standard classic. Um, but the big monster hit off of this album is Where Is The Love? Another great soft rock, jazzy pop melody from the 70s. Where Is The Love? You said was mine, oh mine, until the end of time. So if you want to hear something wonderful, and I, I realize when I had this album today that it does not have uh, Roberta's monster hit uh, killing me softly on it. It doesn't have that, but uh, we uh, we are able to recommend that song to you. Okay, it's a great Sunday night song, by the way. And of course, "Where's the Love" by uh, Donnie and Roberta is just a fantastic tune. Uh, dive into them a little deep. Dive into Donnie Hathaway. Dive into Roberta Flack. I think you'll find some music that is uh, perfect uh, if you're looking for ways just to sometimes <sighs> take the edge off. Boom, that's the way to go. Now. This next album, and for those of you that aren't here, those of you that dropped off, you're missing out because I'm about to open up a world of wonderful to you. World of wonderful. And this is one of the founders. This is the foundation. Okay? This is off of Chess Records. That's right. 
an original chess pressing. There you go. And who is that? That is a little Walter. Little Walter, probably the greatest harmonica player, harp player of all time, the great blues player, little Walter, who was rock and roll before there was rock and roll. Let me, uh, um, he was born in 1930 and he died in February of 1968. He played with, uh, uh, let me just read you these liner notes real quick. Any discussion of the harmonica? Uh, any uh, discussion on harmonica, our harp in blues music has to include Little Walter. He was a magician with the instrument, employing an incredible melodic range and wide assortment of total da 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 da. He was born in Louisiana uh, on his way to Chicago. Uh, Bill Big uh, Big Bill Brunzi, one of the founders, one of the uh, foundation people of blues and rock, told him he should continue to play, and he played with a lot of established artists: Memphis Slim, Tampa Red, Bill Brunzi, and of course Muddy Waters. And this was the guy who kind of set the standard for what the incredible sideman was. He did with the harmonica what people did later on with a lead guitar. And what he's able to do with a harmonica, uh, I'm going to say he's better than Mickey Ralphs. And Mickey Ralphs was the harp player for years with Willie Nelson and a stunningly good player. But with Little Walters playing the blues and harmonica, wow. Hold on, do you have information, Cheryl? What do we have? Ah. Yeah. So, all right, so we got some information on Killing Me Softly. It was originally recorded, I think, written by a, 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 a female artist named Laurie Lieberman. You know what? And now, do you, I, I said I, I knew this and I forgot it. And she was writing about Don McLean. Don McLean, the guy who uh, did American Pie. And then Roberta Flack recorded it. And, of course, it became immortal for her. So, there we go. We know, what, uh, Killing Me, we know who Killing Me Softly was about originally. It was about Don McLean. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Um, but you want to listen to little, little Walter, okay? And also, he set. He kind of, he had the classic rock and roll life. He was... Uh, um, uh, he was kind of an outlaw guy. He lived an outlaw life. Uh, he liked his booze. He liked his drugs. He liked his women. He liked being restless and free. Um, he was uh, argumentative. Uh, he was uh, a perfectionist. And um, like so many of the most brilliant artists we have, uh, he died far too early, 1930, 40, 50, 60. Uh, at 38 years old, he died from injuries sustained in a fist fight in a street fight in 1968. A man who had, um, uh, a man who had entertained uh, millions and still entertains us to this day, met such an untimely demise. It reminds me of, uh, I believe, is it uh, uh, David Ruffin, uh, how, uh, how he was found as well. Uh, so many of these guys, they just lived on the edge. You know, we've talked about Sam Cooke. You know, and they just lived on the edge. And sometimes when you live on the edge, you slip and you get split by that razor. Okay, so uh, anyway, those are the two artists that we're recommending today. Roberta Flack, along with Donnie Hathaway, and of course, uh, Little Walter. Now, you've probably heard of Roberta Flack. You've probably heard of Donnie Hathaway. You're probably going, yeah, it's from like a long time ago. But you may not have heard of Little Walter. And I want you to YouTube Little Walter 
All right, and just listen to anything that he did. Uh, listen to anything he did. Listen to Tell Mama. He does a great version of Tell Mama. Uh, my babe, my babe, my babe, no, da, 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 my babe. Uh, and listen to what he does with a harmonica and tell me you don't love it. Tell me you don't love it. Okay, one of the original blues men recording for Chess Records. All right, man who worked with... Uh, Man who worked with uh, 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 Muddy Waters himself did all this great stuff in the 40s, the stuff that became the, fu the fundamentals of rock and roll that created the soundtrack of so many of our lives and a lot of people we don't know them or don't remember them. Check out Little Walter. You'll be glad you did. All right? And also tonight at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, check out Tony Vizic Presents Sunday Night's Funnier with headliner Christopher Royer also featuring... John Abraham and David John. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a fun show. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. Okay? When you buy a ticket for that show, you're doing three things. You are buying a passport to entertainment. You're helping to employ comics. And you're donating to local food banks in my area. So you're able to do three things for, you know, where else can you do three things for 10 bucks? Nowhere anymore. Maybe you could like back a long time ago if you're a truck driver and you knew the right place. <laughs> but not anymore. Not anymore. Those days are gone. They're forever. Over a long time ago. Oh, yeah. All right, but I'm not over. I'm going to be on Zoom tonight at 7 o'clock, and I'm going to be back with you tomorrow at 2 p.m. right here on Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, stay sober. Bye-bye.